Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Laura Meeks, a longtime host here on Transformation Talk Radio, fantastic author, you know, out there looking at the world, shining a light on things. And, you know, one of the things that they have done is, did you like that? binary reference right there one of the things <laughs> laura sorry i'm starting off with you laura because i know you one of the things laura has done is created a platform that all of us can look at you know as a sought after life coach professional speaker you know what we've learned with fly high living and what we've learned in laura's initiatives and in in life-changing conversations is that she's going to really you know, peel the onion so far back that we can't not not have a new level of awareness about what's going on in the world. But here's the question for today's show. Spiritually, we are what? Can we talk? Laura Meeks. Laura, can, it's great to have you here. Can we talk? Can we talk? Well, come it, on. Come on, sister. They, come on. Listen, I, I, I'm so looking forward to this conversation today. Uh, it's been a while since you and I have been talking together, but one of the, one of the things that it's, it's really gotten me up and, and making me think hard about how spirituality is intersecting with the real world. Now, you and I have studied this forever, it's an interesting challenge. You know, I started with the idea that we are one, you know, I mean, if from a metaphysical point of view, we are one and this world is working in a perfect divine right way. Everything that we're doing is working out just fine. But I gotta tell you, when I look around, man, I tell you the, the, the manifestation of how it's coming about is, is challenging, very, very, very challenging. And uh, one of one of the things that I wanted to kind of start with is, is this, because it would be easy to go down to the rabbit hole and, and and talk about all the the challenges that are going on without without connecting it back to our spiritual background. And so my thinking my thinking is this: is visioning incredibly important part of our metaphysical life but one of the things that i've learned is, is is that you can sit in this room and we can vision about everything that's going to be great and if we don't do something it's just a vision it's just a vision so i i'm often faced because I'm an uh, I'm a diehard newsaholic. I'm re I'm reading tr the, this new Washington Post 
a book about Trump's last days. Yep. There's there is a lot of really interesting stuff going on. And one of the things that I came to realize is 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 that we are devolving into tribalistic talk. And I've I get a, a product called The Week, which is a, <laughs> a news magazine. And uh, part of what they talked about this week is they reprinted an article uh, from the nation where the guy was talking about the fact that we've dived dive deep into tribal talking and we're not we're not talking to each other we're we are talking at each other mm-hmm. and so my my kind of my bounce back to you from the metaphysical world is is can, is there a way to talk to each other can we find a way to talk to each other without without just and i'll bring i'll bring a quote up but oh, I'll, come on come on come on i'm right there with you i'm right well, there so let me i pulled this off of the internet um russell moore he uh there's a Jewish author, and he's talking about how how he, from his Jewish uh, rabbi background, that he's watched his congregation di- dive deep into this thing. And he said, and he said, he says this: uh, Russell Moore, president of the Ethics and Religious liberty commission of the southern baptist convention so he was with a a group of people blamed the heightened polarization on the loss of transcendent purpose and meaning in public life he observed that people are finding tribal identities in political movements or cultural arguments in a way that often really isn't about coming together for a solution but it's more about a and i like this statement it's more about identifying I'm the sort of person who stands here as opposed to the person who stands there. And that's really what I see so often in, in not only in right-wing news, but left-wing news, CNN, it's like, it's us versus them. And I just, I, I wanna say metaphysically, let's get together. We gotta slow this. Okay, down. okay, let's dig it. Let's get at it, Laura. It. All right, here's the deal. I had the biggest hissy fit the other day about this. And I have been trying to reach the right people. And what I realize is, and, and so let, let's just have a conversation. You're reading about the last days of Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, I have lived with Donald Trump almost my entire life. So the last day I'm, I'm from the, I'm from New York. I'm from the East coast. Look, we've seen it all. So nothing surprises a person like me or Linda, just saying that, but here's what is surprising me. And it's exactly what you just said, but it is not coming from and my stepmom was Southern Baptist, and there was a lot of great things that came out of that. And there was a lot of things she stepped away from and said, no, the, this is wrong. You're wrong. Um, and, and so here's the question. We do have to come together. But here's what I'm shocked about. If I get one more dang email 
I'm just ready to scream or text message. Where's my phone? Get that phone over here. Let's get this. Let's just talk reality of this. This is how off the mark we are right now, right? If I get one more of these messages, right, that come to me that say, oh, my gosh, we are going to lose this seat. We're going to lose oh, that you seat. Mean both. You we're, mean- you know, we're disaster. The, the, the text message is something like disaster in Denver. And I have tried to reach the Jamie, right? Uh, the head of the DNC. I've tried to reach people uh, across the board. And I've tried to say to them, I don't even open these, dude. So don't ask me to take a survey about how you're doing because you're not. And, and you know, how do we all come together? And Laura, I want to ask you about this because one of the things I watched with the Don. The Don. <laughs> as we grew up knowing, knowing him. Yes. Was how, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with the tactics or not, I've never seen anybody in the short period of time bring that many people together in a way that's stuck well, and is still sticking. Now, I don't agree with the language of it, but I'm looking here, shall we call them the other side? <laughs> For lack of a better freaking word, people. Brothers and, and sisters, and in- I'm thinking about well, they talk about themselves like this, yeah. you know, or yeah. the other side, the other side of the aisle, the yeah. side aisle, right? How do we bring people together if you cannot communicate with us in a way that uplifts and inspires us? And I'm thinking to myself, who put a gag on Kamala Harris? I'm just, I'm like in awe about what you started out talking about. And thank you for that quote from that pastor. Because in the absence of anything, there will be things that probably are not exactly in the rise of human potential. But in the absence of voice, something takes the podium. It does. Now, on a plus side, Transformation Talk Radio is That's broadcasting. Right. And, and so part, part of the issue, and I think part of where, where the discussion would have to, have to go, is swords have two sides. Yes. One's a good side, one's a bad side. You can yeah. do good things, you can chop trees, and you can chop people. So there's good news and bad news. And one of the one of the things that I'm finding is, is that we've invented social media, which sounded like such a great deal. But in the end, it's turned there's a side of social media that we are not dealing with, at least not effectively. And and I will use the Don as a great example. When they cut him off from Facebook and Twitter, that stopped a movement that i mean the amount of of 
gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching tweets by the minute the world's going down, did you hear what he said, has slowed into an incredible calming spot. I mean, I can feel like now I'm back towards a normal world, but, but the challenge is, is we do have social media and that is allowing this tribalistic talk. You can you can pick and choose your news. You can pick and choose the information that you're getting, which sounds really good at the beginning. But when I go back to, to our beginnings, Huntley and Brinkley, you got just news. They just told you what was going on. Yeah. There wasn't this left, right slant because we all only had like three channels, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Three channels. Yeah, three channels. So you're watching one of the three major networks at six o'clock and their their job was just to tell you this happened. There was a, an explosion. There was a fire. There was a something happened. And we all just then talked to each other and said, I wonder, I wonder what that means. Now you get incessant. Mm-hmm. This is what that means. You know, somebody stubs their toe and then there's 16 experts for the next hour talking about what that might mean and what that could be for the future. And it's all channeled into your own belief. And so to, to bring the unity back together again, to, to get us talking to each other. Yeah. We need, to, we need to think about this. <laughs> we need to think about it, but we also need a vehicle. And Laura, this is really important because you're really here to explore this with us. And I thank you for bringing that conversation together because there has to be a forum of kindness. There has to be a forum of humanity. There has to be a forum of oneness. You know, there has to be a forum where we're coming together. You know, there has to be this, there has to be that, right? This is me like there has to be. Why do I say there has to be? Because that almost sounds like a command. You know, many people would rather me soften it up and say, well, we really should do this. We really should do that. But there's a point that we get to where we check out. And I really think what's happening now is we have people on the other side and i'm just going to call it the other i don't even know what to call it we can call them political parties whatever you want to call them but on the democratic party side not only have regular citizens checked out i mean just look at the numbers of people that are not watching the progressive channels just saying checked out and you have to ask yourself well, why is that when the other side, just saying, is not checked out? You know, what is happening where how we live and what we believe in is not being demonstrated, right? So if we come together and talk spirituality, then those of us that really believe in it, we're not going to click on your damn emails, that say, hurry up, somebody, it's a disastrous world. We're all gonna, the Noah's Ark just sank, <laughs> right? I, and, <laughs> I mean, but you see what I'm saying? Well, it's and- kind of like, please, can you have a different message? And by the way, can somebody go to the podium and talk about what the bleep you're doing? Can somebody just get out there and have a voice? You know, I, 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 I mean, think I'm being a little bit harsh, 
for a moment. But how do we create the spiritual dialogue when things that make the headlines are what's his face McCarthy getting a gavel and threatening to use it on Nancy Pelosi? That makes the headlines. And then you're looking for where's Nancy? So in the scheme of things, how do we bring this spiritual venue to the conversation so that voices are heard? Do you know, Laura, do you know this? Here's a secret. Okay. (laughs) Do you know, right? You ready for this? I don't know if you know this or not. But do you know, like about a month ago, do you know that the United States Senate voted down equal pay for women? And do you know that most women don't know that? That the United States Senate voted down equal pay for women. And most women in the United States don't know that fact. And they don't know it because it blew, it so blew by. Now let's talk about equality as a spiritual tenant. How do you feel about that? I think having been on, <laughs> you're talking to a person who really gets this under under the skin. But it, if we, we if you're going to talk spirituality, some level, the word equality it, has to come in. Well, and it does. And I, and I want to, go back to one, one of the things that you said is is why why do why do certain things hit the news and why why do they grab attention why is there an email you know a text message saying the world is ending you've got to answer this survey question now you know this guy da, 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 you know oh is it's gonna end up now because there is this side of spirituality lack uh, you know, the, the idea of lack, that things, that there's not enough of stuff in the world. And these headlines strike straight into fear. And, and I will give Don, the Don, this credit in that he has taken traditional dictatorship, authoritarian thought and applied it extremely well. He has fired up his base they are afraid that the world is going to end if they don't stay in this tribe and 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 he has cultivated that division so that he can capture his base and the challenge is is then do you do you then jump in you know this is the democrat the party politics do you do you do you become one of them and fight on equal battle or do you go to a higher spiritual level but if you're on a higher spiritual level why aren't we talking about what does that, that look because, like well, it just what does that look like laura come on it just, uh, it just doesn't, doesn't grab you you know when you're talking about great things that are happening the beauty of the world is not as captivating as oh my god there a building fell down in florida and you know 98 people died yesterday is like whoa i gotta figure that out that's actually that was an actually ridiculous disaster well that and, was so uncalled for and yet Hello, you know, we know the value of having built. We know the value of having buildings. And of course, that was private. So what I'm about to say is not private. We know the value of having buildings that actually can hold us up. (laughs) 
There's a real. You live in California, so I find that. nothing's going to help you people in California no. so much. They're doing a whole television series on La Brea, um, but we know the value of having roads that work, and yet we cannot pass an infrastructure bill. So here is the thing: how do we spread a note of spirituality? And, you know, this is a tough conversation, Laura, because sometimes people hear others like me. I'm taking a really hard line with the conversation today, and they think you're not spiritual. And I think it's a misconception. Well, and I'll go back to what I said earlier. Yeah, go back. You can have a vision, but you got to do something. And that's that. That's kind of where I, I would aim people at. You know, think, the comment that you made about women, the Senate voting to, to you know, let's whisper it. Okay. You have to whisper it. You have and, to whisper it. And there's no one listening. Who's I mean, listening. Th- women. Not- How many women do we have in the United States of America? Did but you not- know? They have to pay attention. You have to. But, have but what to can listen. we do? So it's just, let's listen. just take this one issue. So I've talked about this till I'm green. And what I'm trying to figure out is how to talk about it differently to more people. Because the reasons for not passing it by senators in Kentucky and Tennessee and was it will cause frivolous lawsuits. There's nothing frivolous about equality. I'm just saying, folks, nothing, but no one, not even the people that put the bill, and I love Patty Murray. I love Mike Senator. Uh, Patty Murray, I think she jumped out there and tried to do her best, but I don't know. Like, what's wrong with you and me? There's something got to be wrong with us because when something like that, if we were behind something like that, right, how many podiums would we be on? saying women you just lost equal pay you lost it by a few votes did you know it passed the congress it went to the senate and you as a woman look i watched my mom work three jobs and not for equal pay i watched her not be in home my dad never be in home right my dad was gone 24 7 for measly money my and I'm just thinking she 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 built up divisions in, in gold bond gold bond stamps. Remember gold bond stamps? She didn't put stamps. Yeah, in. man. Put the uh, stamps she on. Were, she built a whole mail marketing division only to have then the mail vice president be once it was up and running and successful. Then they just said, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. We're going to let you go so that we can run it now with our tall white male. So sweet, Laura, here's a question for you because I wanna circle back to why we're talking about this. The misconception, and I think it's almost stigmatized about being spiritual and not being powerfully spoken. Now I will tell you some of the more, most powerfully spoken people with positive messages that I know of, right? They come from a place where, sure, maybe they represent Christianity. Joel Osteen, for example, represents Christianity, but and a very altruistic aspect of that. He's really kind of an alien in the in, in the in the realm of things because he's he's he walks, he beats his own drum, 
And he did that right out of the get-go. I don't always, I don't totally agree with everything. You know, like I don't agree with everything, Joel. But where are the people? Where are the people, Laura, that represents what you're talking about today? Spirituality, if we're all one, spirituality. Where are those people? We're looking. We need (laughs) You're there's two right here, and you got a radio show full of them. The yes, that's true. The challenge, though, is is that it's you know it has to go much wider, and and I would wholeheartedly agree with you that the idea that you can be, you know, that spirituality you must be oh you know just just let the world run. It's working and perfect. It's like no, that's not why we're here. That's the you you were here to do good things. But again, you have to do some good things. You can't just watch this whole thing fall apart. Somewhere you have to stand up, walk out into the street and say, I am a woman, I want equal pay. And sometimes that's a a frustration level that has to, I guess, has to build up. But part of it is, is you also have to be aware. And it's, it's exceedingly hard now to be aware because instead of having three channels we've got three thousand channels and the rest of the people are confused and they just like okay i'm just gonna go to work i'm hoping to go to work i want to you know when things get tough things get squished down to the basics and and the other side knows that they they've stoked this fear they're you know i I periodically flip through all the channels and I scan Fox News and they're like 24-7. The brown people are coming over the border and they're taking everything that you got. So you better get thinking about that. Oh, like, uh, and, and, you like, know, let, let's just stop right that there. Fear. Why are you stopping? Well, wait a minute. Let's just stop there because not only has that been a pivotal point about that. I mean, thank you for bringing that up. But it has put Vice President Kamala Harris in the one of the least favorable vice presidents ever we've ever had. I mean, historically, right, you know, an unfavorable rating of 46 percent. Right. But let's ask the question, did did Kamala Harris do that or did some ignorance in this administration do that? You know, I mean, what we're really looking at is a complete lack of understanding the issues that we're facing now and who are the people to solve them. You know, we could sit here and look at the fact that people are very concerned about people crossing this border. It's been a hot issue for a long time, Laura really hard issue it's not uh, part of the challenge of the new world is 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 that we have so much information the buildings are falling down the bridges are falling people are coming across the border we're retracting from a war in afghanistan you know inflation i mean there's a zillion things you can worry about but you know honest to god since time began all of that has always existed so the question now is is who are you now in this world and what are you going to do about it you know are you going to participate in this american dream or are you going to just watch the roman empire dissolve again 
know, and that's, yeah. that's kind of my challenge and a lot. And it goes back to our original topic of, can we talk? Can you, can you talk to somebody about their fear of the brown people coming over the border and not devolve into this, you know, the whole world's going to go if we don't build this giant ass wall to keep them out. It's like, well, you know, we've been here a couple hundred years yeah. and the wall's not the only thing that's, you know, they can fly in on jets. You know, I, I don't know if you know that. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say we can envision a world. Let's talk about this when we come back from break, because let's say we envision this world you know, this beautifully spiritual, holistic world, this world where we are all one, you know, what does it look like? What does that world say to us? How does it speak to us? But even more importantly, you know, we have people in our spiritual history, Laura, that have walked this earth. And I mean, walking is an action. And when you think about the actions that they've done, you know, to really stand for something, you can't help think of the man Jesus that walked the earth. And when enough got to be enough and talk about a man of love and spirituality, even for him getting on a donkey, riding through sacred temples, knocking over tables. He, it's like no moss. When we come back, what are the tables you'd like to knock over and say no moss? What is it we can all do? You know, why are there just a handful of people worried about voting rights? But more importantly, how do you personally define quality for yourself and for your family? What do you want to see in your children and your grandchildren when they grow up? Laura Meeks is my very special guest. Laura, how can people find out more about you? And let's tell folks how they can find out more about you. And when we come back, you're going to take that conversation on, aren't you? Absolutely. So if you need me, flyhighliving.com. Email Laura at flyhighliving.com. That's how you get hold of me. All right. Let's take a short back. break. Yeah. You know, Laura's going to take this on. You know, we're going to talk about what it means to really adjust the pivot. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Champion your life with me, Leanne Champion. First Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit championyourlife.com and let's do this together. Hi, I'm Trish Laub from A Cup of Comfort, where we talk about care hero topics that nobody wants to talk about. Here's your care hero tip of the day. As a child, I took dance lessons. I would twirl through the grocery store, leap from aisle to aisle, and dance anywhere I could. One day, while giving my parents their medications, I realized that dance was my medicine. And when I took my medicine, I was more patient and focused, and my emotional and spiritual tank was filled with more of everything I needed to be a better caregiver and daughter to my parents. I realized that self-care was not selfish, but rather self-love, and that it was essential to my ability to be resilient and to recharge and thrive instead of merely survive. So now, when I need to recharge, I turn up the volume and dance it off. 
What's your medicine? Tune into my show to learn more. See you the second and fourth Tuesday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at info at The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Have you known that you're on a soul path, but often wondered why you don't have the insight of how to go from here to there, or whether or not what you're doing is going to take you to where you want to go in your soul's journey? Damayante is the show for your soul. Damayante speaks to your soul, connects with your soul, and shines a light for your soul. Damayante, the show for your soul with Sarah Main, brings you insights and a pathway to your soul's journey on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for? Guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOrdnedo.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. Laura Meeks is joining me here today. Yeah, there are a few things we're not talking about today, but we did talk about earlier during the show, uh, like before the show, before we came on. It's really fun. Um, but what we are talking about is spirituality, and we are all one. Part of spirituality, Laura, and go to flyhighliving.com and check out Laura uh, and what she does and her coaching practice and much more. But part of spirituality is, you know, supporting each other to be the best we can be and whatever that looks like. I have had a tremendous amount of support for me to be me to be looking at you and having this conversation. And believe me, I am so grateful. And I think force energy, you know, I think divine energy. I think every day. So I'm one of these people, our listeners find me really interesting when it comes to spirituality, because I, I talk about Jesus, who's one of my greatest mentors. And yet at the same time, I talk about things of a spiritual nature. Because I do believe he was one of the most spiritual people on the planet. Everybody was included. Everybody. Um, he didn't like the fact that, you know, taxes. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> but think about what he did. Can we have a moment? I want to have a moment. Because if we followed this blueprint, whether it's Buddha whether it's one of the 98 million deities in my friend's, you know, spiritual philosophy, the Hindu philosophy. Um, Here's what these folks have in common. They bring people together. Number one, the most unlikely people they bring together. And if you simply looked at the apostles and Mary Magdalene and some of the other women, in that tribe he brought them together and what happened with that was 
he allowed them to be who they were and he helped them each be better. I mean, if you read about his mentorship, what we're talking about is what you're talking about, spirituality and action. We are all one. You know, bring the schlep over here and make him an apostle, even if the dude doesn't quite get it, won't follow instructions, not saying who that apostle is right now. You all can look it up. Let's bring them all together. Let's bring these 12 people that really didn't have a clue. But let's mentor them. Let's do what Laura's saying. Let's take action. Let's walk. If we did that, you and I wouldn't be talking about unequal pay for women that nobody knows about. We wouldn't be talking about Kamala Harris and why people don't think she has anything to do. I got a text during the break from somebody that must be listening on a separate stream because we were during the break talking. So apparently she must have heard it through a different stream. And uh, apparently my, my cell phone is on the bathrooms of, you know, I don't know, r- truck stops throughout the United States because I got this text message and it was it. And I've got it. Let me just get it right here. And it's from, hi, Dr. Pat, listening. Okay. What would you have Kamala Harris do if you were Joe Biden? Well. Pretty much anything but what than what she's doing now. I just want to say that. But here's what I would have her do. When you have somebody that knows the law, and understands what's at risk, I would put her in charge of a national task force on voting rights. That's just me. I would take, I would somehow say to her, you need to figure out what's going on here in our country. You need to put a team together and figure out how we let people in the United States of America vote. And more importantly, we need to figure out why in this country, we're one of the few democratic institutions that doesn't actually count the actual vote. But why would I do that? Why would you do something like that? Because we need to help people that are in this world rise up to their fullest potential. Not program them for failure. That's not what the apostles were programmed for. They weren't programmed for failure. But we have to, Laura, somehow be aware of what the potholes are we step in. And isn't that part of what you're talking about when you talk about spirituality and bringing us together and having that conversation? Absolutely. And as we're we're discussing this, one one of the things that... By the way, can I have a caveat? I'm not Joe Biden and I'm not president of the United States. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the question. But, you know, that's just me living on the outside thinking that I know something about Kamala Harris. Uh, Go ahead. One thing I think is important about communication is is that everybody does have an opinion about how things might go in a vision of the future and i think that's really 
an important piece of making America work is, is that, as we know, there are tons, there are tons of issues right now that we could talk about and complain about the, the border, the, the infrastructure, the political parties, the talking, the tweets, the, you know, there's a zillion things we could talk about, but I would go to this when, when we went to the break, the question was, is, you know, what is the vision then? What, what should we be doing? what what's a possibility and the possibility to me is 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 that each one of us needs to look at the world around us find something inside that is inspiring you know part of part of the one of the six mental facilities that we have is inspiration we, we are inspired by divine right to do things and what inspires me is different than what inspires you maybe i really want to fix a bridge maybe you know maybe i'm an engineer and i just have a passion for fixing things maybe that's my thing maybe it's a, a social issue maybe it's law you know i mean it's like you say kamala harris is perfect for working on voting rights maybe it's something in your own town voting rights maybe it's helping we were in la yesterday homeless people on the streets everywhere that shouldn't be we should do something about that but the the we i guess where i'm going is the we is the the are we <laughs> we need to be inspired personally and take personal action to be the person that other people look at and part of that inspiration is being inclusive half half the population is female we need to include them in work and pay them just like everybody else you know as a transgender woman that one of the things that that we can aim at is is there's a whole uh issue i used to live in virginia and loudon county recently just had a freaking brawl in the in the city council about oh my god you know i don't want to call this young woman she because she was born with male anatomy and and it would be a lie and i cannot lie it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. now i don't dis I, I don't have a problem with people understanding or disagreeing or learning or discussing that but punching each other out and shouting each other, shouting over each other at the school board meeting is probably not how Jesus would do it. And so, so this is again where the I think the discussion comes back to communication. Can we talk to each other in a civil way? Can you be the person that is the shining example of talking to people about factual stuff, listening to what they have to say, disputing? the facts without getting angry it's it's a thanksgiving thanksgiving challenge right <laughs> well, i think it's a big challenge and i also think it's an enormous opportunity you know a, a, about a year ago um laura um i i decided to do a show um and and talk about um an actor that came to the forefront, you know, Asia Kate Dillon. And I decided to talk about her. 
in a show. <clears throat> and I talked about, I, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with her character, who she is, but Asia Kate Dillon was a star in the Billions, this, this hit series Billions. Um, and people were introduced in that series to something new. And they started to talk about it. What they were introduced was to Asia Kate Dillon using a platform as one of the first, uh, and, and, and this is literally in her words, first non-binary TV star. And why was that a thing? Why was that important? It was important because one, it introduced millions, because this show was watched by millions. It introduced millions of people to a new side of the conversation you and I are talking about. The other reason is it brought people to a focal point of literally an acceptance ratio for this character in this ridiculous series about money. So now we've got a non-binary actor a non-binary character in the world of billionaires. So it was really interesting. But to your point, if we're not throwing fists at each other these days because of exactly what you said, conversations like you and I are having now don't make the headlines, right? Except I will tell you that somehow somebody's got to be talking about the things that we're not talking about. How many millions of women just didn't realize they just lost out on equal pay. And trust me, if the face of the landscape of the Congress changes, it'll be a cold day in hell before we're even talking equal pay for women. So how do we do it, Laura? Yeah, Dad, how do we do it? it, it it's, I'll go back to the age old adage that it happens one person at a time. It happens to the people that are listening to the show that make a, a choice to talk to their brother who's in a red state that they, you know, having a challenge talking to or having a, a, a meeting with somebody. Um, the other thing that I find challenging too is, is, is so much of what we do spiritually is perceptive and it involves perceptions. And one of the challenges that I, that I have come across in my lifetime and I think is just now bubbling up to the surface is the fact that your perception of how the world is it, within your tribe is based on the information that you're getting from your tribe. And then all of a sudden, this other piece of information, and I'll use Tulsa. I grew up in a world that, that the burning of Tulsa never existed. I don't think I heard about that till about a year ago. Did it happen? Absolutely it happened, but it wouldn't affect me because I didn't know about it. So I grew up in a tall white male world. I, that was not a thing that tall white male people were concerned about. 
And so we didn't have that piece of information. And I think part of the value of what you were saying about the binary character and the fact that the good side of media right now is, is that you are now exposed to transgender women. You are exposed to non-binary people. You're exposed to the fact, you know, this whole thing about the school board is, is like, oh my God, I can't, you know. I That's just, real. That's a real thing that's happening in your backyard, yeah? Yeah, those are those are real things that people need to participate in and go to to say, because in essence, so much of tribalism is, is, is that this is the world I live in and duh, you know, duh, don't tell me about anything else. I don't want to know that's going to confuse me. I don't want to know about racism. I don't want to know about George Floyd dying. I mean, think about just the just the fact that that young girl videotaped George Floyd dying changed the world, changed the world. George Floyd dying obviously changed the world, but that, you know, that that whole thing got millions of people in the street, millions of people. And that's what should happen. But it's it's information. And this is another, you know, like we could talk weeks about how information is coming into us. But in the end, the kind of the issue I would aim people at today is, is what can I do is, is that's the question. What can you you do? And you can be an example. You can talk to somebody without screaming. You can yeah. go, you can drive without giving somebody the finger. You can drive without cutting somebody off. We were in LA yesterday, <laughs> driving from, from Palm Springs to LA, two, two and a half hours. And oh my God, you know, there's a portion of the population that's just like NASCAR racing. So I, that what can you do? You can change your behavior. That's yeah. really all any of us can do. Change your behavior. Well, Laura, let's let's talk about something that's really exciting in the in the terms of spirituality and love. These Tokyo Olympics, they continue to set and break records when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community and the representation. One of the most touching stories for me is uh you you know, I follow the Italians, they're doing really good. But Lucia Boari, Lucia Boari, the latest competitor medal to win for Italy, in the middle of a press conference, she is she clinched the bronze in archery. But in the middle of the press conference, she was speaking to an Italian media interviewer. And at the same time, she was live streaming on Facebook. And she was live streaming on Facebook and had a surprise message from Sana de Lat, a Dutch archer who's not at Tokyo. And in the message, you know, Delat congratulated Bari and said, it's super, super, super amazing. And I'm super proud of you. She said, I can't wait until you're here so I can give you the biggest hug there is. I love you so much. Great job. And in that moment, Lucia made history and came out. She had the moment and she came out. She was so teared up by this message that was coming simultaneously. And when they asked her, she teared up, moved by the message. And she said, that's Sane, my girlfriend, she explained with a big smile. See, and we're talking about this, about love. You know, it, it was a huge day for her all around, all around. You know, she'd been dreaming about this moment. And at the same time, 
you know, here we are. And she was the second Olympic athlete to come out during a press conference that week. Well, and huge, huge courage to do that. And one of the things that I found in, in my life and in my transition is, is that in the early days, the theory was, is I, I wanted to go from male to female and then hide over here. I just wanted to be over here. Don't, yeah. I, you don't need to know anything about that. I'm over here now. But the power is, I, I have found my power came when I realized that for me to share the idea that I'm transgender is vastly more powerful because people recognize me on the radio, on you know, on social media, and in person as a transgender woman, and then then they can have that ever popular, you know, they're not all bad. I know this one woman, Laura. <laughs> she seems fun to be with. I think that maybe we shouldn't kill them off. And it's things like that, you know. And it goes back to the what I was saying about Tulsa. You know, when you live in an Aussie and Harriet world where everything is peachy keen and there are no transgender people, there are no gay people, there are no colored people, there are no, you think that's the real world. That's the, the perception that you have because of the information. And it takes huge, huge courage to come out. Yeah. But when you do, then people can no longer say, well, I've never heard of gay athletes you know the the first gay football player was a huge huge thing because like oh there you know and for me military you know i'm a, a military veteran it's like oh yep. my God, can't be trans people in the military oh, oh yes there are yes there are and i hope that you know first of all let me thank you for joining me here today. For people that want to find out about Laura, please go to flyhighliving.com. Lots of great information about Laura, what she does, coaching, you know, really some cool videos over there talking about her speaking platform, because you are that person that has come out and has stood on the podium and is speaking in favor of how we create this spiritual equality as well as equality in the physical world. And that's really, you know, why you and I wake up every day and do what we do, you know, and I want to thank you for that. It was so great to see you again and to check in with you because you've got more mountains to climb, Laura. We have many more mountains to climb. I know. I'm feeling the boulder as we speak. <laughs> well, and I thank you so I'm much. I'm still getting the text messages about the Kamala Harris thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're telling me. I got the follow-up message from, from her. She says, yeah, you should rethink that, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate a ton. It's f always fun to connect with you again, and I appreciate being on the platform. Uh, there are lots of things that need to be said, and, and you are one that is coming out and saying them straight up. And that's, I think, what we like about you. Straight up. <laughs> so, there we go. Laura, thank you so much. I hope you will check back with us about all the many things you're doing. Thank you for being a voice for all those people that cannot speak out for themselves.